Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm joined by fellow student Nina. Hi, Hello. Nina. So um, today we're going to be talking about Claire Denis' film uh, Beau Travail, 1999, I believe. I Actually, that's the one thing I did not know. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's 1999. Sure it is, yeah. 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 Uh, so before we get into that discussion, how about you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Nina Holton and I'm a part-time student at the University of Edinburgh. I'm my second year and I'm currently just kind of trying to find out some dissertation topics um, mm. and I'm actually writing an essay about Claire Denis so that's why I'm interested. Great. How did you first hear about Claire Denis? Um, I first heard about Claire Denis through a friend who did French studies mm-hmm. and she knew I was into film so she just kind of pushed me to watch it and I think it was a, a great yeah. thing that she did since, well, yeah. Do you remember the first one that you saw of hers? Uh, Beaudry. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's obviously like the most famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's considered, I was reading on Wikipedia, like one of the best films, top like 100 best films ever. Right. Um, so right. amazing. If you guys haven't seen it, you definitely need to. I first heard about her in a French feminist film course I took last semester. It was kind of like auteurist themed and mm. then and so we looked at Agnes Varda, Claire Denis and Catherine Brea and mm. yeah it was just it was a fantastic class and I saw Beautravail there as well. Yeah I think especially with Beautravail because it's one of the few films in the kind of recent years mm-hmm. that has been made by a female director that is focusing on men. Yeah. Um, that is just kind of blown out. Since and it's, it's beautiful. A, it is beautiful <laughs> then yeah exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of um, a gaze which is really interesting and I think for that reason Mm -hmm. it's become a really popular film yeah and also well just there are females in the movie but one that is very obviously dominated by men so it's not Mm. like about one man it's about Mm. it kind of as a body do you want to give a little summary of of the movie so the movie is about uh, what centers on a man called Galoop who is played by Daniel Levant and he is a legionnaire Mm -hmm. and uh, there is also a lieutenant colonel Bruno Forestier, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if my French is <laughs> pronounced this very well, uh, who is played by Michel Subot, mm-hmm. who also features in a lot of Claire Denis films. Mm-hmm. And uh, Galoup is in kind of admiration of Michel Subot's character. Um, we're not sure if it's a kind of homoerotic Yeah, you fantasy. get the feeling like yeah, possibly. maybe. Yeah, there's that um, scene with cigarettes and those are always yeah. kind of supposed to mean yeah. sex, right? So I think some scholars have interpreted that way, other people do not feel that this is a central theme. So there's been some discussion there. I think mm-hmm. most people think that there is a kind of homoerotic underlying feel mm-hmm. to the film. Uh, but Gloop is in awe of this character. And then a new legionnaire comes to the scene called uh, Sentan. And he is played by Gregoire Colon. Do you yeah. think my pronunciation is yeah. going okay? Yeah. okay. <laughs> um, and Sentan kind of steals the show as this beautiful and almost kind of Christ-like figure mm-hmm. who's pure mm-hmm. and everyone likes him in the Legionnaire group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this also... Except Galoup. Except mm-hmm. Galoup, yeah, because yeah, Galoup feels extremely envious mm-hmm. um, of Sentan. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the main... It's this kind yeah. of envy, envious kind of triad of um, mm-hmm. men. And um, it's very much... Uh, I liked the description that I read online. It's a biological... Or, whoa, not biological. <laughs> psychological mm. uh, drama. So... 
there isn't a lot of kind of dialogue. It's mm. mostly narration by Galou uh, recounting kind of why he's not a part of the Legionnaires anymore. Mm. Um, but slow, but just the shot composition is absolutely beautiful. And that's one of, um, one of the things that I like. Just to watch the film is such an experience and she's paid a lot of attention. Absolutely. I liked how you yeah. said biological because I feel like that's yeah. actually a good thing to <laughs> yeah. slip before it is. Because it is. I think it is yeah. massively... Um, between ecological and psychological yeah. kind of themes. So And the ways bodies interact and in, landscape in space. Yeah. 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 Cool. Thanks. <laughs> so I think that was an appropriate saying. Um great. Pyodeni, a biological director. She is. I think that is kind of a great well a lot of the titles of the papers I've been reading have mm-hmm. been centered on either kind of economic readings of the film, so mm. in terms of post colonial readings yeah. or ecological. Mm-hmm. So this is like huge interesting Mm -hmm. diverse kind of readings um which are from very different places right yeah so one of the the kind of ideas that i had was just talking about claire denis because she is she is an auteur in a lot of ways i mean auteur is kind Mm. of a contentious term but i feel like she does very much create her own worlds so um she frequently travels to the past because her past is she was born in France, but then grew up until she was 14 around Cameroon. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think she traveled around a bit. This right. takes place in Djibouti, which is in East Africa in between Ethiopia and mm. Somalia. Um, and she lived there till she was 14. Then she moves away back to Paris. And of course, she's white growing up in um, Africa. Her father can't remember, but it was because of his work that they yeah. were in there. He was involved with some of the governments yeah yeah um so so a lot of her films kind of deal with colonialism because it was such a part Mm. of her early experience and she also uses a lot of the same characters so Richard Courset I think that's how you say it he (laughs) plays a really small role in um in Beau Travail but he's in the one that I was telling you about J'ai pas sonné yeah which is amazing yeah it's so good yeah so I think you should definitely see that one I haven't seen which I'm excited to dip into oh my gosh it's so Um, good and then uh Grégoire Collin you mentioned mm. yeah Katerina Golubeva who isn't in this film but she's in she's in quite a few yeah and who uh J'ai pas sonné as well she's in one other one that I can't remember and then Alex Descartes who isn't in this one but I think um, he's in J'ai pas and she just, you know, she she's very meticulous about the kind of actors that she picks, which I quite like. And there's definitely, you can see that a relationship mm. has been kind of established. I found it quite interesting because mm-hmm. I was reading, um, and I was thinking myself that Michel Sabour is, is uses a bit of a, well, I wouldn't say shapeshifter since that means he changed form, but mm-hmm. a bit of a kind of cinematic traveler for her yeah. films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she references other usage of his um, his mm-hmm. other works in for example into yeah where it's from a film called Le Reflux okay mm-hmm. uh, and that was when he was much younger and she actually cut some of that footage into into oh yeah to kind of pay for yeah. references um, and there was another film I was it was a Godard film yeah mm-hmm. um, I, I read it this morning like, and I can't remember Le, P- Le Petit Soldat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where yeah. Michel Soubault is playing i think a french he plays the same uh, ca- same name, character yeah, yeah the same name i can't remember his first name but forest yeah, yeah. <coughs> as in botarai so yeah. i should probably mention that yeah but mm. i think they even use a photo of him from that time mm. uh because it cuts to when he's introducing like forestier in mm. his narrative 
So yeah, yeah, there's mm. a lot of references kind to of different characters in different films. Yeah, yeah, that help establish that world yeah. for sure. And then you mentioned it in class once, but how she uses Tinder sticks mm. as well through a lot mm. for a lot of her projects. And both Ravai, they're not um, they're not a part of the soundtrack, but nonetheless, the soundtrack's very interesting. You know, when they walk around around right. to Neil Young. Yeah, and the use part. of also they have um, Benjamin Britten's uh, opera of. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, what was it? I think I put it in my notes here. Was it like a Legionnaire kind of chorus as well it, that it she uses? It was inspired by um, Herman Melville's novel. Oh, And the whole okay. film was inspired by Herman Melville's novel. So I'm just looking for... Um, it was Billy, Billy, Billy. What was one of Herman Melville's most famous? Billy Budd. Oh, okay. Good, I didn't so know. So both Cry was inspired, I think, by Billy Budd um, and... Benjamin Britten also used some mm-hmm. of Billy Budd's um, themes. Well, I think he just made a whole opera mm-hmm. about Billy Budd. And Claire <laughs> That's Denis, amazing. <laughs> yeah, Claire Denis used this piece of music um, during the scenes mm-hmm. of the soldiers doing this kind of very ballet-inspired yeah. um, practice. And yeah. So it's, it's loads of different references, but just if you start picking, uh, it's quite amazing to see how vast from literature or from opera mm-hmm. or from um, previous cinema, for example, Godard's yeah. film, how many references there are in her films. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good point. I, yeah, just, she's a smart woman, that's she for is. sure. She's a, yeah, I, I was slightly intimidated kind of yeah. reading this. I was like, God, this is someone that's really on it and very concise and mm-hmm. um, is well-read. Yeah, yeah. Um, And inherently knows how to kind of mix music and... Um, landscape and everything mm-hmm. to produce this kind of new type of cinema which is just so effective yeah um, definitely oh just I yeah. I got so excited when I was reading about both of us right. like, I have to make sure I watch right. it yeah. <laughs> again before yeah. um, so we mentioned before about how a part of making Claire Denis' world is this theme of colonialism that really is pervasive in all the movies of hers that I've seen um, and the Legionnaires of course in this film play a really complicated role. I was thinking about, as well, how um, it's mostly men in the film, but women do play a very interesting role, and the women there are all local in in the film. Yeah, mm. Rahel is uh, Denis Lavant, the character. Oh, Galou, his girlfriend. Mm. But I really like how when you're introduced to the film, you see the women first dancing, and they're also the first faces you see. And then uh, it's a lot of close-ups of female bodies, female faces, and them interacting with each other. And then you see the legionnaires uh, move in. So I think even then they're not actually a part of kind of the like mise en scène, but then they slowly kind of slink into the dances with the women. Denis Levant especially, he taps the shoulder of, I think, Rahel, and then she's forced to kind of turn around and acknowledge him. But I really thought that it kind of sets up a, an interesting relationship between them and locals absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and i think those scenes are probably some of the most sensuous where you mm-hmm. see them kind of bobbing along and yeah. the lighting on her um she's made to seem as this kind of beautiful siren yeah in a way yeah um, and it's interesting to see how that space is used as the club um, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the few clubs in Djibouti mm-hmm. and everyone just seems to be having a great time but it's also very eerie yeah it's filmed there's this kind yeah. of quality of addictive eeriness mm-hmm. um 
And at the end of the film, the same space is yeah. used in a very different way, which yeah. I'm sure we'll talk at length about. Yes. Because this ending <laughs> is one of the... I think I personally think one of the best endings of a film yeah. um, I've ever seen. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. just but so you can't good, just yeah. watch it. I mean, like you could, but just knowing everything that right. happens before makes it so much yeah, better. Yeah, no, you can't just watch mm-hmm. it without seeing the film before, but I've definitely yeah. played it again and again <laughs> post-watching Bridge of Rye. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else do you think about this kind of theme of colonialism and the relationship between the Legionnaires and the landscape and the other people in the film? I... I think it's it's a cinema of divisions mm-hmm. in a way. That's what the main focus of Kletany is, is this kind of liminal spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so in every single aspect, there's kind of a division between body and landscape, between um, colour of skin, mm-hmm. I guess, between spaces, clubs, and just desert landscape. Mm-hmm. So especially in, I guess, uh, Beautravai, white material and mm-hmm. chocolat mm-hmm. you can see these examples because these are um the films focused on post-colonial kind of topics but i think that is a key thing to keep in mind when watching um claire denise films and as i was talking before we started mm-hmm. recording uh, jean-luc nancy is a huge inspiration to her who she based l'intruse mm-hmm. on on his um paper I'm not sure it was a paper or a book or Mm -hmm. um, about having a heart transplant yeah Mm -hmm. and the division between the other Mm -hmm. and the corporeal so Mm -hmm. um I had to read that a while ago but I can't remember that much of it he's a philosopher right he is Mm -hmm. yeah and she did um a kind of interview film with him called uh Vers Nancy Mm -hmm. where they're on a train Mm -hmm. and yeah I saw that yeah yeah Yeah, so Mm he's talking to a student who I'm not sure if they're acting or I'm not sure yeah. if it's a oh, kind it's of just coming back to me right. now because it's been yeah. like a year but yeah I think it's it's one of those weird kind of, it's like it's like the Derrida films that we've yeah. seen where it kind of crosses the line between narrative like, and documentary. yeah exactly mm-hmm. um so I guess we should explain the premise is is that they're on a train traveling through I guess it's France mm-hmm. um and they're talking about um, a foreigner, like mm-hmm. the idea of what the foreigner is, mm-hmm. and this student is um, just interviewing Jean Luc Nancy, and he's saying how we've become too com- well too comfortable with kind of PCness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. accepting the foreigner. How we should be aware of something being other, mm-hmm. and that's inherently part of mm-hmm. recognizing um, and allowing something to be other. Mm-hmm. Um, but the value of otherness as well yeah. too is that kind of. Yeah. So what did you gather from it? Uh, I mean, now I'm just trying to remember. I yeah. but what I do remember is just loving how it was shot because again, it is just it's a conversation on a train, isn't it? In black and white. It as is. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's something that I guess you know I went to McGill, very liberal mm. arts kind of school. So um, and just liberal and kind of its political views as well. Mm. So I think every every class there was always a lot of kind of contention between. Right. Um, between you know various people's points of views of Claire Denis films because they're also so political, but uh, I definitely I valued that kind of idea of like otherness and mm. especially because I'm from Canada, especially the idea of how you assimilate, but then also the meaning of like assimilation and that's actually a theme that they talk about in um, in Beau Travail as well that idea of like you're not African anymore you're French right. because yeah. you're part of the Legionnaires yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I guess not only in terms of um, being otherness in race, but 
in Botrevai, there's being otherness internally. Like, mm-hmm. you just get the feeling like Galoop feels mm-hmm. like a misanthrope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the topic of otherness just permeates on so many different levels that it, it seems that Claire Denise tapped into an emotion which really kind of is universal. Yeah. And that's why mm-hmm. I think her films are so great. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't think everyone can empathise with her personal experiences because mm-hmm. they're quite niche. Yeah. She grew up um, as a white woman in a black country, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I certainly don't have an experience of. Yeah. But she uses that to just give everyone a depiction of something which is core yeah. in that experience. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, she. I remember in one of my classes, my, my professor talked a lot about how she, her relationship with Alex Descartes, mm-hmm. who is... Um, who is a black actor as well. He's the guy who's in Je Passe He's amazing in it. But just about kind of building those relationships so that even though she's a white woman telling stories or trying to tell maybe stories of like black experience, especially in Je Passe mm. um, I do feel as though she's trying to like honor other voices than her own in, in, in the only way, I guess. Wasn't Alex Descartes also at the end of Les Nancy? He oh yeah, yeah he yeah he comes in and interrupts the interview yeah at the end right. and sits down and suddenly it becomes this really kind of reflexive present oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, he's just oh I love him he's so also much. in thirty five shots of rum okay yeah I haven't um, seen that one so he's he's he is brilliant yeah he's a great actor oh, yeah I love him yeah. so much you have to watch Shape Pass So Me I do it's that's just, yeah that's there's another like song scene in there that I watch all the mm. time by Jean Louis Moura or something mm. anyways it's amazing um so we've talked about kind of uh music the bodies as well the relationship of bodies and spaces and one of the ways that um Claire Denis emphasizes this is through intense choreography mm. of bodies especially in Beau Travail Denis Lavant used to be um like a circus performer or something he had his beginnings in something quite acrobatic and and she uses really? that in the film and my favorite first shot of the movie, or one of the first shots, is when he's singing that like nationalist song, and then they're jumping in the pit and out of the pit, mm. and it's just like a minute of watching men jump into a cement mm. pit and out, and like Denis Levant just being able to do it effortlessly. Yeah, mm. I think the you don't get that sense of real grit mm-hmm. um, and pain. Well, yeah. if you're comparing it to other kind of soldier training films, for example, mm-hmm. um, Full Metal Jacket, yeah, mm-hmm. you look at them sweating away. It's kind of yeah, well, especially difficult for some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, you just see these like very beautiful, almost kind of alien figures with their yeah. shadows. Yeah, um, and they're sweating, so that yeah. shows effort. But they're glistening. They're glistening. You know? yeah, yeah, that's that's a good distinction yeah. to make. Um, mm-hmm. It's all a kind of beautiful. Um, sensual kind of body mm-hmm. experience um, and especially with the music and mm-hmm. the dusty landscape it yeah. just combines to make what was the scene where the camera's behind and they're all that's uh, one of the kind oh, of it, key scenes in the hole and or in heads, the circle um, not the circle I'm thinking of a different one it's they're looking towards the sea and you can see where their shaved heads just kind of lined up mm-hmm. it almost looks like clay sculptures mm-hmm. yeah um, that idea of kind of like individuality versus the whole as well because they're all I mean they're all half naked or naked at some points in the film and all of their bodies look the same they're all Mm. eating the same food they're all doing like the same exercises Mm. so it's not it's not that surprising but that's one of the things that I find really interesting is just the body in relationship to other people 
and especially because uh, that one scene where they're stretching, but it really looks like a dance, and I think they have opera music as like the non-diegetic kind yeah. of soundtrack going mm. on, and it's just it's so elegant, and mm. everybody is positioned the exact same way. There's mm. no kind of um, disruption to that. I think there was a quote actually. Um, I'm probably will say it wrong, but it's just off the top of my head that Claire Denis, when she was talking about the scene with Benjamin Britten's music mm-hmm. from um, Billy Budd. She says that there was one of the cast who was actually a French legionnaire mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was teaching everyone the actual kind of routines that they were used to go through. Mm-hmm. And she said that brought this kind of military element to it. But the moment the music came on, it became a dance. Yeah. So yeah. it was really transformed by the music. Yeah. 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 And I, I read that little clip just that it wasn't like there their physicality was informed by someone who actually yeah. took part in it. I was wondering if he had to do those like aggressive hugging exercises right. that just like really get me going because they're amazing. No, they are. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very rhythmic. Um, yeah. I think that was a, a main theme that I kind of wanted to bring up as well, the rhythm mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, And definitely. that led into my analysis of mm-hmm. Rhythm of the Night as the yeah. ending of oh, the Go on, the song. please. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to start discussing the end? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because the it. end is, I feel like, is just extremely important in Mm -hmm. terms of um, wrapping up the whole film. Uh, So the end scene is uh, Denis Levant Galoup. He is reminiscing of his time um, in the the Legionnaires and we see him in his apartment in, I assume to be France, Mm -hmm. Um, and he at this point looks very depressed uh, and he gets a gun, lies down on his bed um, and you don't see him commit suicide, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. just before he is about to commit suicide. And you zoom into the gun, you see his um, vein beating. Yeah. And oh, the yeah. music starts, and the music is Corona's Rhythm of the Night. Mm-hmm. Um, so his vein kind of beating to this music then merges into a scene of him in the Djibouti club, manically dancing to the song. Mm-hmm. And it's completely empty. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely empty. And he's kind of dancing really manically, then stops and waves a bit. So yeah. it's, it's just this kind of pacing and rhythm, which is extremely, I would you say, essential? Yeah, there's. it's just, mm. I, I describe it as unbounded. It's unbounded, like, yeah. It's just, <laughs> and, and it totally is that um, kind of ebb and flow of really crazy movement and then he backs off and kind of just looks at himself in the mirror Mm. Um, and then he goes into it again I mean it just cuts when he's doing this really weird kind of spin where his back's bent over you know I just kind of want to like do it now I'm getting excited but uh, yeah I also think it's important to mention that he's in completely different clothes as well Mm. he's always been in his legionnaire outfit and then he's in all black Mm. and we have not seen him act this way at all even though he's been to the club before that's mm-hmm. why there's different opinions whether this mm-hmm. is a flashback to something that actually yeah. happened or mm-hmm. whether this is some kind of autonomous um, just idea yeah. before. Is that like a swan song? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's more of a swan yeah. song. I yeah. think that it's um, as a, a final kind of ethereal moment mm-hmm. um, of before his death. Yeah, we talked a lot yeah. in class about whether or not he actually kills himself or not because you don't, but then with this kind of... Um, almost like epilogue or whatever mm. you think did he or is it just the fact that he's not in the legionnaires like now he's free because it does to me mm. it feels like a sense of freedom because mm. leading up to it you've had every action you know he oversees every action of the legionnaires 
Um, he's very, very restrained. Uh, and, and just, yeah, at this final film, you just, or this final clip of the film, you get to see him act out. And he also has a tattoo that you get to see as yeah, well. Yeah, that I think it says, yeah, it says, Faites la bonne cause et meurs. That's it. That's yeah. the slogan of the yeah. kind of saying. Yeah. yeah, so I think... Um, and just below yeah. that, his, his vein is beaten. Yes, so it's yeah. This kind of idea of um, the life force, I guess, of, yeah. is changing, or he's killing off that. Yeah, exactly. That. So it's kind of like, if if... If he has killed himself, that scene of his kind of like afterlife or something or entering the afterlife, it's actually quite positive because mm. his life has been dedicated, or at least I read it as something that's very positive mm. because he's removing himself from that life. And I, it's also processing and getting out of that pent out anxiety and like aggression mm-hmm. which he possessed because he was so yeah. jealous. He was so um, taken over by his yeah. obsession with these two other kind of um co-legionnaires yeah so it seems like just the ending of pretty much an exorcism of mm-hmm. all of that i think mm-hmm. it's a kind of exorcism, yeah, I like that idea. um mm-hmm. swan song yeah so i yeah I, I i always assumed that it was suicide but now you mentioned that it's kind of led me to think possibly mm-hmm. it's just the killing off of his yeah. past yeah which haunted him I remember, yeah, in a group discussion, I was like, I don't think it matters whether or not he killed himself. I think it matters what the meaning of, like, yeah. that kind of dance is. And people yeah. were like, no, we have to know if he killed yeah. himself or no, not. I, I don't think it does matter, but for some mm-hmm. reason I assumed he did. Yeah, um, I think in on Wikipedia they say it, but they're also weird, right. like... It's, so influenced mm-hmm. by Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I like, I like reading kind of the popular yeah. point of view. Yeah. Um, because they say that he goes back to Africa... And he, so when he's lying mm. on that bed about to maybe kill himself, he's actually back in Djibouti. And then that he actually goes to the to the, right. that dancing scene. Right. So they take it as a very like literal thing, whereas mm. I, I feel like the beauty of it comes in its um, I, yeah hy- hy- hypothesis, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't really see how Claire Denis can be taken literally. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yeah, if, I know. Uh, how would you enjoy her films yeah. if you were to do that? Um, yeah, that's so a really I, good point. <laughs> especially with films like Lintrus and like mm-hmm. that is yeah. absolutely just pretty much a rhythm or like a, a, a cinema of pictures mm-hmm. and sounds um, rather than any narrative yeah so good point very good point yeah, I, I agree <laughs> with you I'm not sure if that it matters yeah um, mm-hmm. it matters thinking about it but the reality doesn't matter mm-hmm. if, yeah um, it doesn't really like lose its effect whether no, or not it's happened not. or not yeah. um so there were there were some other kind of points like you mentioned the sexuality um, at the beginning so you don't really know if Galou I mean he idolizes Forestier mm. so that's that's apparent throughout the film um, he tries to warn Forestier of Santen's uh, kind of threat but you really don't get the same threat from Santen because he's amazing like he saves he saves people he's very obedient, he's kind. Yeah. Um, there's a scene between Santen and Forestier where Forestier like asks for a light or something. Um, Santen gives him his lighter. And I really like, uh, you know, Santen explains his origins a little bit more. <coughs> so he was just found on the steps. So he doesn't know his mother or father. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, he's an yeah. orphan. Yeah. Um, so there's, again, this kind of sense of like other and the legionnaires yeah. as being able to create some kind of cohesion, but it's a cohesion that has no place in Africa because there's no war mm. to be fought. Like the Gulf War happened in the early 90s, mm. but it's supposed to be like 1999. Mm. They're, 
you know, I love that scene when they're going through that abandoned building. Yeah. And it's like it's a war scene, but they're yeah. not fighting against they're anyone. Not fighting, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's a line where um where Forestier, after he hears Santan tell him that he was just found on the stairs, he's like, You're found? What does that mean? He's like, Well, yeah, I don't know who my mom and dad are, I'm an orphan, blah blah blah. And he says, Well, like that was a belle trouvaille, which mm. which means a good find, mm. but it sounds so much like beau travail, yeah. so like a good find yeah. and good work. And I really like that kind of, because like, what does it mean to to do that good work mm. in the film? What is mm. the good work? I was actually thinking about the title, and I was mm-hmm. really confused about um, where the good work was coming mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. and um, the only result I got from searching title and Botarai was uh, referencing uh, a book called Bo this is where I'm going to have to look at my notes again Yeah. Um, it was called uh, Bo Guest okay. which was also a, a novel about a legionnaire um, and a tragic hero mm-hmm. that was a runaway criminal mm-hmm. but which um, is it? Beau geste. Beau geste. Beau geste. Beau geste. Which means good, like, gesture, movement. Good gesture, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. my, my French is just <laughs> <It's> pretty <laughs> awful. Um, so I think there's that idea of, of being good in mm-hmm. in a group and mm-hmm. um, comradeship. Yeah. Which leaks through and, and a kind of brotherhood. Yeah. And even mm. that tattoo as well. It's about, right. like, fit la bonne cause. Yeah. But that could also be, like, do the good work as well yeah but to me the good work in the film is uh is the work that we get to see briefly of the women of Djibouti Mm. you know we see their kind of economy playing out and just making the the um what are they like the carpets as well yeah that's the only thing that we really see we see them like sell leaves to forestier to me that's that's the Absolutely, only like good yeah. work yeah <laughs> but, because the mm-hmm. you're right in saying that the the work that they're doing um is futile yeah there's no there's no fighting and mm-hmm. uh, Djibouti as a place is a bit of a funny um country since mm-hmm. it still has this military uh, bases mm-hmm. uh, it has I think the only military base of the USA in Africa mm-hmm. oh so it, it's, yeah. it's a kind of melting mm-hmm. pot for um bases and it has it's on the horn of africa so it mm-hmm. has um a lot of trading so right mm-hmm. this area is is this kind of um area of activity mm-hmm. but also in this wasteland yeah yeah it so, really like yeah. if you didn't look at it on a map i feel like you would think it's landlocked yeah. you know yeah. but it really isn't and i think you get to see in like a car or something the coastline and then there's the that beautiful salt like deposit yeah. thing from from mm. the sea, which is an amazing scene as well. Mm. Yeah, no, the landscape is very um, very well captured, mm-hmm. especially in the scene when Sentan is trekking. Mm-hmm. He's been sent on a punishment um, after trying to help someone who was um, meant to be digging a hole yeah, for some yeah. kind of. So. Because he peed and left his post, right? Right. Yeah. So Sentan tries to help this um, this man. By giving him some water, and he's forbidden from doing so, so gets mm-hmm. sent out into the wilderness of these mm-hmm. salt flatlands, mm-hmm. um, 
And this is the point where Galoop takes revenge, isn't it? Yeah. By interfering mm-hmm. with his compass. Yeah, which I did not get the first time I watched yeah. the film. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty kind mm-hmm. of nasty and evil yeah. action. Um, yeah. And Galoop gets totally lost and you find him lying down the salt flats just covered in this mm-hmm. kind of crystal salt. Mm-hmm. Um, and there I think the landscape just looks like totally forbidding. Yeah, and yeah. You you see a close up of someone in a, like their foot in a sandal, and mm. I just was thinking, how can you walk on yeah. that in such like yeah. kind of meager footwear? Yeah. I think that's also mm-hmm. one of the few points where um, we encounter interactions with the locals. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they save him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you're right that the good work is being yeah. done by the, the woman and the locals, and, and very minorly, you right. know, like it's only slipped into there yeah but I also really like that scene um with your point that you made earlier about kind of the relationship between bodies and the natural landscape because in that salt field if he'd been left there you see the rem- the, the skeletons of other bodies of animals mm. that have been left on the like salt beach and they're just completely crystallized they're beautiful mm. but that's already mm. beginning to happen with Santen so it's I mean I I don't know if you could kind of read it like positively like him kind of being accepted or a part of the landscape whereas the other legionnaires stand out so starkly in their uniforms and just like whiteness yeah (laughs) so he's this kind of um almost godly figure yeah not godly i guess i said before yeah more like christ-like yeah um i would say there is something of like the divine kind Mm -hmm. of in him where he's set out as a part as this pure even his face is like very beautiful Oh, he's, um, he's in Lentrou, right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love him so much. He yeah. is. He's, very, he's a, a good-looking guy. Yeah. Um, and I think especially in that scene, you think of it as a kind of pilgrimage and mm-hmm. him being saved by yeah. nomad mm-hmm. um, people. Don't they have, like, donkeys as well? Exactly, like, there's very yeah. kind of... Yeah, I don't know, like Jerusalem-y <laughs> yeah. vibe. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And they're um, in Africa, too, which is yeah, yeah. origin of all people. I, I don't know what his character um, really kind of serves the film. For me, it's this mm-hmm. it's this idea of he, in the kind of triangle of jealousy and, um, I guess, brotherhood, he mm-hmm. is separate from that. Yeah. Even though he's combined, you can see it kind of makes more clear Galoop's failings. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, and... It's interesting to think about the configuration, too, because uh, Galou talks about himself as the perfect legionnaire, yeah. and that Forestier thinks of him as the perfect legionnaire, but then, as soon as Santen comes in, it's like, he's threatened. Mm. But then also, of course, another reading is that Galou is just actually infatuated with Santen, right. and yeah. Yeah. Um, just completely in love with him, and you yeah. definitely see that when you, you think maybe he's imagining that really, like, sensual scene where they mm. just stare at each other, and, mm. oh, yeah Yeah. circle each other um so yeah so it's almost like like santan is galu's undoing and you you really don't know why except maybe that there's this like erotic relationship Mm. that he's repressing Mm. because he's already in a relationship with the female local yeah 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 Yeah. who's also very beautiful yeah Um, just amazing just and this is mm -hmm. one shot before um they're dancing in the club where she's on a bed and she's in this kind of red dress mm-hmm. and she looks into the camera and it's like just a really vacant look mm-hmm. so there's a few shots actually where people look directly in the camera and it reminds you 
that kind of reflects yeah. development. Mm-hmm. And especially in the last scene too, because it's really just like a hall of mirrors, mm. you know, um, where he looks at himself. It's like the first time that Galu's kind of able to look at himself um, and indulge and that it's only him too, like that it's just completely mm. vacant. It's all about his movement mm. in space, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Um, I have some questions for you. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but like, what what do you take from his like relationship with Rahel? Because it kind of seems devoid of like love, mm. but then he does buy stuff for her. Mm. Um, I think most of him is devoid from life. Mm-hmm. So I think he's playing out actions mm-hmm. for the sake of it. I feel there's not much really to take away from his intentions because yeah. he's just one of these people who tumbles down yeah. and Going does... through the motions. Yeah, or... go through mm-hmm. motions without, um, without much thinking. But I, I guess he's a figure who is trying to live by the script of mm-hmm. being a legionnaire. Mm-hmm. And since that's his life, this is what the legionnaires do. Yeah. They go, they train, they find a woman. Yeah, a local woman. A local yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that's his yeah. kind of mindset is just living by this this idea. Which yeah, has... like a rule book or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Conventions. Um, so we already kind of talked about what we thought happens at the end. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to make sure that we <laughs> devoted some time to that. So what do you think about... Um, I was kind of interested in like how this film demonstrates Denise's politics. You've seen a lot of her films that I haven't. So how, how do you think this fits in? In my class, she was quite... like I, like, I think a lot of people were critical that it was a white woman representing Africa mm. so kind of obsessively in various ways in her films. Mm. What, what do you kind of take away from that? Well, how can she not? If mm-hmm. she was brought up um, in her kind of formative years in mm-hmm. somewhere, um, I think we yeah, have Cameroon or wherever mm-hmm. she traveled to, then that's inherently part of her mm-hmm. early childhood memories. Um, and I don't necessarily think she's speaking on behalf of these people. I think mm-hmm. she's speaking on behalf of alienation. And that is a massive mm-hmm. kind of topic in, in these um cultural kind of situations and places so especially in films like Chocolat which I guess is Mm -hmm. the most autobiographical um you see the this French family um and the way that they react to their their help who is um mainly from the local village Mm -hmm. um and there's just so much tension that she depicts that I think that is not so much her kind of um, trying to be black, mm-hmm. but just being aware of the situation that she was in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Chocolat probably, in in my opinion, is the best at portraying her viewpoint mm-hmm. from from that first of why she has chosen this topic. Um, what, what did people say when they were opposed I... to her? Um, well, I think, I think we were already looking at Agnes Varda and Catherine Breas. We were looking at all mm. white female French directors. Mm. Um, I mean, we read some really great articles. We read Frantz Fanon in, in combination with uh, J'ai Pas Sommeil, and especially like his text, Black Skins, White Masks. Right. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people just complained that they felt there wasn't enough representation in the class. But then I think... In, in my professor's mind, she was using like Claire Denis as an example of how to kind of combine these ideas of colonialism. Okay. Okay, so the one that was the her. Yeah, mind, yeah, yeah. The one that I really like, uh, and we actually, on a side note, we said 
that criticism to a PhD student who came in and talked one day. She was like, well, how many of you guys go out of your way to watch films or TV shows directed by people who aren't white? I was like, mm. oh shit, you're totally right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, it's absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't have criticisms of Claire Denis in that mm-hmm. kind of French colonial um, way, but I, I do have criticisms of other French filmmakers, mm-hmm. for example, with people like Alain Resnay, who mm-hmm. did all of these mm-hmm. um, like cinema verite style yeah. films, yeah. which I think are very... He was French New Wave, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so he did um, some films like what was it um statues also die okay which for me mm-hmm. is a very kind of white mm-hmm. french colonial yeah um feel to the film but with claire denis i think it's it's far too thoughtful mm-hmm. to for me yeah. to be critical of her yeah her take on it the one film that i really like about hers but it's so hard to watch um we were talking about it on facebook messenger mm-hmm. but uh Trouble Every Day. Yeah. And the people in my class did a presentation on it and they talked about it in terms of colonialism because it's not as obvious in the film. Alex Descartes is in it, but he has a more minor role. Mm. Vincent Gallo, I think is his name. Oh, he's fucking nuts. If you read about him. On a side note, you can go on his uh, website and he sells his sperm for fifty thousand dollars. Surprise! Oh my gosh! Yeah, his like, music's pretty great as well. Yeah, I haven't um, seen Brown Bunny, but I've read about right. it on Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> and I probably won't see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and there's so there's this kind of play of like uh, biological warfare that they mm. read as an example, or um, like a kind of synonym of uh, of colonialism especially because Alex Deca, mm. he plays like a doctor who's black. And then Vincent Gallo takes this uh, thing that he's found, this like medical vial that he's found and releases it. And he becomes like a vampire. And that, yeah. You know, all yeah. the consequences of that. Um, do you like Trouble Every Day? Yeah. You like it? I, I do. It was <laughs> when, when that final scene happens, so many people right. left. It, it was hard, yeah. definitely hard. Yeah. But I, I do like it. Yeah. yeah, you. I I was actually I wasn't horrified. I was bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got to say. Um, yeah, it, I can see why people found it. Um, its ideas mm-hmm. worthwhile to to kind of troop through on, but mm-hmm. I just remember getting pretty tired of the coldness. Yeah, yeah, um, and it is there for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially, and I, I don't really normally have that criticism of films because I like a lot of slow-paced cold mm-hmm. films but and both um, have eyes like slow-paced yeah. for sure yeah, yeah but it was this this idea of the relationship especially between vincent gallo and who's the actress i can't remember but yeah his, his, wife, his wife yeah yeah because um, then there's the vampire female and the vampire amazing. female yeah. yeah um she's she's in lynn true as well yeah yeah, yeah. Her, her last name's dal right. okay. yeah um but i i just I thought it's there's these kind of characters which I often see which I feel are quite easy mm-hmm. to just yeah. be to I, I don't feel like there's much skill. Yeah. Um it was just a coldness which seemed like it was dumping a kind of alternative looking male in front mm-hmm. of a art house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, this sounds really Yeah. No no no, but Vincent yeah. Gallo he's like such a pig. He is. <laughs> so, I know there's yeah. there's a feeling I think it's maybe my criticism more of him because um I, I'm not a huge fan of his acting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I loved reading about him so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was indulgent, I'm surprised to say about the, least. 
the sperm. Oh my gosh. How I was like, do you have I to produce? Like, crowdsource and <laughs> <laughs> have this in child's yeah. Not going to happen. Um, yeah. And then, so one other question that I wanted to ask is just uh, the commentary on masculinity, like toxic masculinity, I find is such a kind of like popular and important discussion mm. that people are kind of starting to have. What do you think... Um, uh, beau travail, I almost said trouble every day. Beau travail does with this idea of masculinity. Um, is it toxic? What is, is it, it too? Yeah. Good, I need to think. Um, <laughs> I think it's not toxic. I think it's actually beautiful mm-hmm. masculinity mm-hmm. in that film. Um, you don't see... Well, in in a way, it is toxic because there's this jealousy, but I I don't think that's inherently tied to masculinity in mm-hmm. film. I think yeah. that's that could be a female, yeah, in that it's like attraction, as well. yeah. Um, so I don't think there's inherent anything. Funny enough, that you get drawn into, of this typically masculine mm-hmm. way of living. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, uh, one of the points that I remember was made in my mm-hmm. class, but just um, you do see like the everyday work of the legionnaires. Mm. So the fact that they, you know, we watch them iron, we watch them make food together. Yeah. Um, we watch two teach each other French and Russian, I guess. Um, or at least one guy teaches the Russian guy French. So, and and you don't, you don't like, I guess, typically see men under doing, undergoing those kind of chores. Right. So I, but it's also, they have to, they have to do the work yeah. because there isn't anyone yeah. else to kind of place yeah. it on. Yeah. And I liked that aspect of it, but I do think that, um, I don't know, I mean, the fact that they're male is emphasized so much just because you see their, mm. like, naked bodies almost mm. all the time. There's that really creepy scene where they're just walking in the street after they've come out of the bar, and Galou mm. says, like, there was something weird about that night, um, but you don't know what happened that night because all you've seen them go into is a bar or a club, and mm. then they're walking on the street. So I think that that Galou's getting at something about like um collectivity and when it's oriented in a way that's tied to like war tied to kind of um competition and destruction yeah that i think they don't they don't make it explicit but i do think that it's kind of there in yeah. complicated ways yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, I guess how can it not be yeah if that's mm-hmm. the topic if it's if it's war war's a mm-hmm. man's game yeah yeah um, <clears throat> there's menstrual envy yeah <laughs> something i read once um <laughs> I think, yeah, Susan Sontag wrote a, an essay where she pretty much just stated that it's like a man's game and mm-hmm. therefore if you're asking a woman about war, mm-hmm. she can't really um, be included, well, mm-hmm. slightly mm-hmm. included in the conversation. I don't think that yeah. was, I think I'm probably stating it in a more polemical oh. way than it um, mm-hmm. was said, but um, yeah, you do get that feeling that even though characters like Rahel are showed... Um, and she's shown as quite a strong presence, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but even though she's quiet, even yeah. though she's quiet, mm-hmm. but the the everyday activities are all done by men mm-hmm. because, um, and the the beauty comes from the men yeah. mostly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this kind of ritual mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. is a masculine ritual. Yeah. Um, but I I hadn't really thought of. Uh, the male role in that film, which I guess is quite a important topic mm-hmm. to cover. Well, because it was a feminist <coughs> film class, right. we had to be like, what does it mean yeah. to have men yeah, here of like course. this? Yeah. yeah, great. Do you have any kind of uh, final things you want to um, mention? 
I guess in terms of Claire Denis' other films, I think Boturai seems to be one of the one that merges mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're thinking of a film like Lintru mm-hmm. and Chocolat, for me, Boturai is kind of the, the middle ah, mm-hmm. of the, the two of them. The segue from one to the other. Um, mm-hmm. So Chocolat seems like it's a more narrative-based mm-hmm. kind of autobiographical film. And Lintru is just pretty avant-garde, mm-hmm. um, very focused on philosophy and John Luke Nancy's idea of mm-hmm. the foreigner. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, yeah, I think Baudrillard kind of is, as that's why I think it's her masterpiece, is that it kind of mm-hmm. combines these yeah. different ideas and different um, feels and aesthetics into this one mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I haven't seen um, Chocolat, but I have seen Lintru. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it's it's... That one, I, I was a bit more bored by Lentrou, <laughs> but right. I really liked the train yeah. kind of clip yeah. that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, any other points that you want to add um, in? Go watch, if you haven't <laughs> seen it, and then you'll probably be watching the dancing scene at the end yeah. about 10 times over a day. Over and over again. Yeah. Oh, um. man, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, and it's also not that long, too. It's only, no. it's like just under an hour and a half. Um, yes, yeah, it's actually... It's like an art house film. Yeah. <laughs> A 90-minute kind of mm-hmm. um, banger. So yeah. I recommend <laughs> if you have a little gap to yeah. definitely check it out. It's very available on lots of different platforms. Yeah, um, definitely. I do yeah. think it is probably one of the masterpieces of the past. Yeah, Greta Gerwig, she saw it and yeah. she was like, yeah. I want to be a director because really? of Bo yeah. I see. Fun fact. Great. <laughs> yeah, so... Anyway, it's been such a pleasure to talk about Le Travail. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for the beer. That's great. I'm already beginning to feel it a little bit. So. That was exactly what I needed today. Yeah. After we snowed in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And after we both couldn't go to yeah. our vacations. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me. And um, I'm definitely going to be watching more Claire Denny. And I will be watching um, Paso Yang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. J'ai Paso Yeah, Passomé. I can't sleep okay. in English. Right. You have to. Oh my gosh, I will. it's so good. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you very much. much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.